You're listening to The Harbour Bazaar with me, Stephen Hastings, here on Ship Full of Bombs. Getting directa con Harbour Bazaar, con Stephen Hastings e Zoe Howe, sulla parca pieno di bombe, ascolta. How do you do? Are you terribly well? I can see you are. Good show. Well, 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 I say thank you so much for listening to the Harbour Bazaar. With me, Stephen Hastings, here on, on Ship Full of Bombs. It's a, it's a solo show this evening, no Zoe, I'm afraid, but she'll be back next month. So we've got an interesting one for you, which we are calling Nico & Co. This is based on the fact that I've uh, been reading a fantastic biography of Nico by Jennifer Otter Bickerdyke called You Are Beautiful and You Are Alone. And so what I wanted to do was play a selection of tracks that are kind of Nico themed, obviously tracks of her herself, and kind of associated acts um, throughout her career, which was a, a long and sometimes strange one, to be honest. So there's going to be uh, so fantastic tracks coming right across the board from, from Nico from the very early things right up to the sort of very end and are sort of associated. So I'm going to kick off with um, with three from the top as they say, starting off with Small Town uh, by Lou Reed and John Cale, which is from the Songs of Driller album, which was uh, which was basically in tribute to Eddie Warhol, who was a, 
massive figure in Nico's life, which we will we'll find about as we go through. So here we go, Blue Reed, John Cowell from Sorcerella, this is Small Town. When you're growing up in a small town, when you're growing up in a small town, when you're growing up in a small town, you say, no one famous ever came from here. When you're growing up in a small town and you're having a nervous breakdown and you think that you'll never escape it, yourself or the place that you live, where did Picasso come from? There's no Michelangelo coming from Pittsburgh. If art is the tip of the iceberg, I'm the part sinking below. When you're growing up in a small town, bad skin, bad eyes, gay and fatty, people look at you funny. When you're in a small town, my father worked in construction. It's not something for which I am suited. Oh, what is something for which you were suited? Getting out of here. in a small town. If they stare, let them stare in New York City. At this pink-eyed painting albino, how far can my fantasy go? I'm no dolly coming from Pittsburgh, no adorable lisping Capote, my hero. Oh, do you think I could meet him? I'd camp out at his front door. There's only one good thing about a small town. There's only one good use for a small town. There's only one good thing about a small town. You know that you want to get out. When you're growing up in a small town, you know you'll grow down in a small town. There's only one good use for a small town. You hate it, and you know you'll have to leave.
first three tracks in our Nico and Co show what did we have well we had Small Town from Lou Reed and John Cale from the Songs for Dreller album then followed up with I'm Not Saying um, by Nico herself which was released in 1965 pre-Velvet Underground style um, this is where she had come to London and met Brian Jones um, introduced her to Andrew Lou Goldham um, and then that was released on his immediate label. That's so that was her first actual release. That's I'm not saying by Nico. And we followed that up with another sort of Warhol themed track, which was the Donna Gillespie version of um, 
what's that man's name? David Bailey's Andy Warhol. Thank you, your album. So, going to have a few more tracks as we go through, sort of referencing um, Nico's whole piece. I mean, who, who was she? She was born in 1938 in Cologne, um, became quite, a, quite a, a, a European renowned model in the late 1950s and early 60s, appeared in La Dolce Vita, uh, the Fellini film as well. So, was was quite a, a well known face and uh, an individual around town, all around Europe and obviously in America as well. Um, realistically, became um, incredibly well known as one of one of Warhol's um, factory. Realistically, so she became like a, one of the uh, one of the superstars that you associate with Warhol's factory, and then was drafted into what was the band he was allegedly man managing, which was the Velvet Underground, much to the uh, unhappiness of some of the members of that band. Although we'll we'll talk more about those as we go. So let's have a let's have another let's have another three. Um, we'll start off with which the appropriately titled Sunday Morning, um, then we're going to have some Rolling Stones and a bit more Nico. Sunday morning Brings the dawn It's just a restless feeling Early dawning Sunday morning It's just the wasted years So close behind Watch out, the world's behind you There's always someone around you it's nothing at all Sunday morning And I'm falling I've got a feeling I don't want to
there we go, the full version of She's a Rainbow of the Satanic Majesty's Request by the Rolling Stones. Um, previous to that was Sunday Morning by the Velvet Underground Nico from their uh, from the debut album, which, which is an interesting time. So we've got Nico now, it's mid-60s. Um, she's met Bob Dylan. Um, she's dating Brian Jones. She's recorded I'm Not Saying, which we had earlier in the show, which was produced by Jimmy Page. And Andrew Lou got hold of his immediate label. Um, and then, you know, from meeting, meeting Dylan, he writes for her the song I'll Keep It With Mine, which first appears on her, uh, on her first album, which is Chelsea Girl, which we'll have some of at the moment. Um, but in the middle of that, she's been drafted in on the whim of Andy Warhol into the sort of Velvet Underground, much to, um, much to their actual reluctance. And I think the way that it appears she was treated by certain members of that band were quite appalling, but uh, again, kept a relationship up um, for her entire entire life with John Cale, who produced the uh, the majority of her music sort of going forward and was a was a key collaborator. And again, even though obviously the relationship with Lou Reed was quite uh, was quite volatile, they they worked together sort of later on. But again, at later times his treatment towards her was was quite grim. I think the thing that comes out for me at the moment is if you if, I, don't, I think if she wasn't um, obviously you know the way that she basically looked she'd been one of the most sort of famous models in the world and was recognized as recognized as a as a great beauty which is something she seemed to want to want to reject later on in her life i think if she actually had been a man she would have been taken far more seriously um, than she actually was at that time she was part of the warhol um, exploding plastic inevitable piece um, which again was a was a a big psychedelic show that was taken around taken around America, and again, I think there was a, uh, playing in San Francisco. There was quite the, the whole sort of the whole hippie world sort of came to see what would be the sort of New York's finest, and not exactly a meeting of minds, but some quite dramatic shows apparently. So, part of the you know what realistically is the most probably the most influential sort of band of all time. You know, maybe take the Beatles aside with the Velvet Underground. Um, she sang on on four tracks on the first, on the debut album, which was Femme Fatale, All Tomorrow's Parties, I'll Be Your Mirror, which we'll probably play later. And also she did um, obviously singing Sunday morning as, as we had there. But again, I think if she hadn't, if she was a male, she would have been taken um, slightly more seriously than she probably would be. But her debut album came out um, straight after the sort of Velvet Underground piece. I think she was uh, at probably her height of fame at the moment, but not everything was translated into into sort of record sales. So this is the track that um, was first recorded by her, written by Bob Dylan um, from the Chelsea Girls album. This is I'll Keep It With Mine. Come on, give it 
up it If you might think I'm odd If I say I'm not loving you for what you are But for what you're not If I seem to 
afraid to live the life that I have made in song. It's just that I've been losing so
perfect loves don't last, her future died in someone's past. Here they come now. See them run now. Here they come Come now, 
Stephen Hastings on the whole bizarre here on Shit Full of Bombs, um, Thames Delta Independent Radio. And this show, we are, well, having a, having a look at the, the, the career and the, the, and the music and the connections with Nico and our Nico and Co show. So what did we just have? We had three tracks from the Chelsea Girl album, which was uh, Nico's debut album from the, uh, 1960, uh, 1967, I think, if I remember rightly. Um, we had These Days. Um, I'll keep it with mine and Chelsea Girls, and obviously keeping good company. I'll keep it with mine was the Bob Dylan track written for her. Uh, Jackson Brown wrote these days um, again for Nico, and the last track we had was the was the title from the album Chelsea Girls, which was by written by Lou Reed and Sterling Morrison. So keeping in keeping in very good company. I think it's a great album. It's become a bit of a classic. It didn't it didn't sell too many apparently. Uh, Nico herself absolutely hated it. Um, there was a quote that she had to say that made in 1981 where she's mentioned that she still couldn't listen to it because everything that she wanted for the record um, was taken away um, by the producer Tom Wilson, who knew best. She wanted drums, they said no. She wanted more guitars, they said no. She wanted simplicity and it was covered in flutes and then the strings. I don't think she liked those at all. It was a flute that seemed to uh, drive her over the edge. So. You know, when she heard the album, she cried, and it was all because of the flute. So um, I think it's a wonderful album, but apparently not a, not not so keen on the album herself, and rarely played many tracks from that um, later as she started performing more and more of her own material. She wanted simplicity. She was still working, you know, with Lou Reed and still working with Sterling Morrison. Um, and not long after this, this is where um, she moved to California um, and... I think that's where she met Jim Morrison of The Doors, who became an incredible influence in her life and the person that she always says was the kind of love of her life. And what did Morrison do for her? He basically encouraged her to write her own songs and, and stop listening and playing what other people wanted her to play. So let's have, let's have, go back to the Velvets thing, let's have one more from them and then we'll move over and have a track from The Doors from their Strange Days album. But first of all, this is What Goes On by The Velvet Underground.
When the music's over When the music's over yeah. When the music's over Turn up the lights Turn up the lights Turn up the So my subscription to the resurrection Send my credentials to the house of detention I got some friends inside Face in the mirror won't stop. The girl in the window won't drop. A feast of friends, alive she cried, waiting for me outside. 
before I sing into the big sleep. I want to hear. I want to hear the scream of the butterfly. Getting tired of hanging around. Waiting around with our heads to the ground. I hear a very gentle sound. Very near yet, very far. Soft, yeah, very clear. Come today, come today. What have they done to the earth? What have they done to our fair sister? Ravaged and plundered and ripped her and bit her Stuck her with knives in the side of the dawn And tied her with fences and dragged her down I hear a very gentle sound With your ear down to the ground We want the world and we want it We want the world and we want it Now Now
So when the music's over When the music's over yeah. When the music's over Turn out the lights Turn out the lights Turn out the lights What the music is your There you go, the full 11 minutes of um, when the music's over from The Doors. Uh, Doors mentioned Jim Morrison there as a huge influence on, uh, on Nico in the fact he's the one who encouraged her to actually write her own lyrics, have her own voice and, uh, and play her own music. And we will play in the, first, the next album that she brought out um, with the Marble Index in 1968, which we'll play a few tracks of. But before we get there, we're about halfway through the show. Harbour Bazaar with me, Stephen Hastings, here on Ship Full of Bombs. Um, Always appreciate um, you tuning in and downloading the shows, um, which you can find the full history of at www.sfob.co.uk, where you can see Listen Live, um, which I hope you're doing now, um, or you can stream, which again, if you're streaming, I, I hope you're doing that too and enjoying it. And equally, if you're streaming, then maybe you can tell your friends and share, because that's the way that uh, that's the way the station grows, um, as everyone knows. So what have we got coming up this week? Well, to be honest, it's Sunday the 3rd, um, Lots of things to uh, lots of things happen today, which are including birthdays of Richard Thompson, Tony Orlando, and Simon Raymond as well at the Cocteau Twins. So we'll play a Cocteau Twins. Well, we'll play a new track from Simon Raymond's band Lost Horizons as we go through. But what have we got coming up this week? Well, tomorrow, Monday the fourth, um, we've got the Antigen um, Internet Radio Show. Tuesday the fifth, Box of Delights um, with Mr. Mark Lancaster. Wednesday, Indian Night In with Station Master Al. Thursday, Podrophenia with Mundo and Piley. Um, I think they've got a Blur special, actually. I know there's a, an author coming in who's just, just written a book about them. Um, and then it's through to the next weekend, um, which will be Sunday the 10th, starting off with the 11am show, which is Fresh As, with Tom Burgess. So thank you for listening. We do appreciate it very much. But as we were saying, here we are um, with our Nico and Co show. Um, Morrison of the Doors, as we just mentioned before, being a huge influence on Nico, getting um, her to have the confidence to start writing her own songs and actually having her own sort of creative vision. And so 1968, second album um, of hers came out, which was much more under her control, albeit in partnership with and produced by um, John Cale. So let's have a couple of tracks from the Marble Index. The first one is No One Is There. <laughs> From behind my window screen, even is dancing down the sea in a crucial parody. Even is dancing. 
throwing his arms up in the air And no one is there All of them are missing as the game comes to a start No one is there Calling, some are sad, some are calling mad. No one is there across from behind your window screen. He is dancing down the Since the first of you and me asleep in a Nibelungen land, titanic curses trapped me in a banishment of state. Symbols vanish from my senses, dim and stale, the view appears. Symbols captured in a trance vanish from my glance for the various defenses. Iron forces strike the alarm for the various defenses that choose to be here and there and lose the direction everywhere. Since the first of you and me 
asleep in a Nibelungen land where we cannot be. Almond trees grow along the mountain trail. From their tongues the words are spelling the telling numb. I cannot hear it anymore, I cannot hear it anymore. Since the first of you and me here and there, we lose the direction everywhere. Shrieking city sun shiver in my veins. In flames I run, in flames I run. Waiting for the sign to come. Will you spare the words for me? Will you spare the words for me? To hear Nibelungen, Nibelungen, Nibelungen land.
So what do we have? We had no one is there for the Marble Index, um, followed up by Nima Lungen from the uh, from the same album, the uh, the unaccompanied version there, which I think was really was released originally, and that version came out in 1991. So you hear you hear that voice unadorned, and then following that up with the idiot. Um, sorry, I beg your pardon. He's not an idiot. It's Iggy Pop um, from the album The Idiot, um, and that was nightclubbing. Um, Again, in terms of someone who uh, Nico was um, had a relationship with in the early seventies, and again, quite quite influential um, on her on her behaviour, should we say, and, and, and specific habits. Um, and again, interestingly, with uh, with the idiot, which uh, I know gets put around sort of Bowie's kind of Berlin sort of trilogy. There's arguments that the Berlin trilogy, trilogy rather than being low heroes and lodger, should actually be the idiots low and heroes. Um, and again, that. That Berlin trilogy being the kind of the idea and the theme there, but again, it's interesting because again, Nico was actually living in Manchester by the mid sort of seventies and eighties, and uh, one of the things she actually said in an interview um, in nineteen eighty six that Manchester reminds me of Berlin in some kind of way. So it all all ties together, all ties together beautifully um, in some in some strange synchronous. Can't even say that word. Um, well, coincidence, should we say? And talking of coincidence, as we mentioned, it's uh, Simon Raymond or Raymond, if you would rather, uh, 60th birthday today here on April the third. Um, very famously, uh, the bass player and one of the writers for the Cocteau Twins, and also working with the band Lost Horizons, who had an album out last year called In Quiet Moments. Um, and this is a track called Halcyon, which is something which uh, people say about that golden period of Manchester. God, that was tenuous. <laughs>
Go that was Halcyon um, from Lost Horizons um, from the album In Quiet Moments, which came out last year. And here we are uh, running towards the well, towards the back end of the show. So we're going to try and cram in as much music as we possibly can. Uh, moving forward with our Nico and Co theme, um, 1970, our second solo album came out, which was under the name of Desert Shore. Um, and uh, realistically, again, has subsequently become. Um, somewhat of a classic but they're pretty much ignored at the time which seems to be a, a, a common theme running through uh running through nico's career i'm afraid but uh so we're gonna have, have a couple of a couple of tracks from desert shore and also one from kevin ayres where whom she was collaborating with in the 70s as well um including on the uh on the notorious rainbow theater live live uh, performance where it was her john cale brian eno um and kevin ayres um a slightly freeform avant-garde kind of thing, which um, which I think there you've got a, one from Nico, you've got Kevin Ayres doing his kind of thing. Um, but as I think, uh, as it was said at the time, but if it's got to be art rock, gold, let it be like this. But before we get to that, let's have a frayed from Desert Shore by Nico, followed up with Song from the Bottom of a Well uh, by Kevin Ayres and then Janitorial Lunacy, again from Nico from the Desert Shore album. Hope you enjoy.
and the adolescent play reward your
trust and fear, a vast corruption that's about to boil, a mixture of greed and the smell of oil. This is a song from the bottom of a well. I didn't move here, I just fell. But I'm not complaining, I don't even care. Cause if I'm not here, then it's not there.
So what did we have there? We had Janitor of Lunacy from the Desert Shore album. Um, and equally before that, we had the rather marvellous songs from the bottom of a well uh, from Kevin Ayers, a collaborator of Nico's. And before that, um, again from Desert Shore, Afraid, which the uh, where the line You Are Beautiful and You Are Alone comes from, um, which is the title of the book. I cannot recommend highly enough for the biography of Nico by Jennifer Ottom Bickerdyke. Um, so much that we can kind of talk about, um, particularly during the eighties where she was living in Manchester, um, performing with the Bill Walkins as a backing band, Johnny Bauhaus on stage, um, all sorts of things. She played at the Futurama Festival, um, which also included The Dam, Dead Alive, some Death Cult, Dance Society, and many, many more. So she got really embraced by that kind of eighties, slightly uh, goth end of the kind of market. But uh, let's have um, a few more tracks to sort of play us through to the end. I'm gonna start off with, one which uh, from John Cale, who was a longtime supporter um, of Nico, producing her albums, actually supporting her through her entire life. Um, so long-term friends. So let's start off with Paris 1919, and then we'll roll through um, with a few more tracks, and I'll join you um, just before the end. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Snake 
ride the snake to the lake, the ancient lake. The snake is long, seven miles. Ride the snake. Before dawn, he put his boots on. He took a face from the ancient gallery and he walked on down the hall. He went to the room where his sister lived and then he paid a visit to his brother. And then he... He walked on down the hall And he came to a door And he looked inside Father Yes, son Kill you. Mother, I want to.
Estáis escuchando al Harvard Bazaar con Steven Hastings y Zoe Howe en la radio Ship Full of Bones. say there but glorious absolutely fantastic so what do we have we have procession live version um from the album heroin and then two of the tracks which she will friendly play live um, we had the her version of the end um and then followed that up by das lied der deutschen which uh she would controversially play um extended versions of so running right to the very end of the show um it's been fantastic being able to play uh some nico and co for you and just just finishing up i mean Nico had, had a very sad demise. She, she died in uh, July 1998 um, on the island of Ibiza, which is an island she returned to again and again and again. And I think um, she was had spent had spent time there in sort of late 50s and early 60s. But uh, it was in 1988 where she was there with her son Ari, um, and essentially she uh, she was heading off into town um, cycling um, and then was basically um, sort, of, sort of died that day. Um, it was first thought that she had a had a, an accident and had a um, basically banged her head and then sort of, then sort of died, but it, it kind of worked out. She actually had a brain hemorrhage um, while she was actually cycling and died that day um, in July, 1988. So the, the, the sad end to Nico really cremated um, and back with the, her mother who she was very close to for her entire life and back in a cemetery in Grunwald in Berlin. So uh, thank you for listening to um, to Harbour Bazaar with me, Stephen Hastings, here on Shipful of Bombs. Hope you've enjoyed our Nico and Co. Um, and what we'll do to close the show is go back to where, for many people, it starts. So let's have I'll Be Your Mirror by the Velvet Underground and Nico. Thanks very much for listening.
rain and the sunset, a light on your door to show that you're home. When you think the night has in your mind, that inside you're twisted and unkind. Let me stand to show that you are blind. Please put down your hands, cause I see you. Your mirror, I'll be your mirror. 